In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Welcome to the Man Card Podcast, where we focus on real men doing real life in real time while living in the stress bubble of life. Males are born. Men are made. We're going to separate the men from the boys. A man is as a man does. We want to help you to become the best version of you. Theodore Roosevelt spoke about this rare breed, saying, The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood the man card belongs to those protecting integrity fighting apathy pursuing god passionately leading courageously and finishing strong a man is as a man does enjoy today's episode men in the arena we We salute you. you hey guys we honor you for getting it done today in this stressful of life we're in this arena together Males retreat into the anonymous crowd. Men, we jump into the fray and get marred by dust and sweat and blood. That's awesome. Thank you today for listening to the Man Card Podcast, our episode of Equipping Men in 10. We are here, guys, to help you become the best version of the man you've been created to be. We want to call you into the arena. We want to call you out of apathy. We want to call you up to the highest level of manhood that you could ever be. And so we are excited to have you here today. I'm here with my brother from another mother. How you doing, Dale? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. I mean, you know, it's good. Uh, today was a slow start and it's been hard coming back. We've been gone for a couple uh, weeks. Uh, we're down in Belize teaching a bunch of young people at YWAM Destination Paradise. Shout out YWAM DP. Whoop, whoop. And uh, back here just trying to adjust to reality of, of uh, whatever. So did you want that big answer or should I just said fine? Man, that was great. I, I'm fine. That was good. We should go have coffee and talk. You look fine, honey. Oh, don't ever say that to her. Hey, buddy, um, give me a, you got a man law today that does not involve fighting naked in yes, prison? Jeez. I must apologize for that to Gosh, our viewers. I'm serious. <laughs> Forgive me, please. Oh, uh, I pay you the big bucks to, to not do that, man. So anyway, well, you got to be careful, bro. I was a, uh, yeah. I just so you know, I didn't come up with that on my own. I know so. the man ready store wants to hire you, yeah, so my, you can sell candles. My and mind does not Epsom go there. Salt and yep. scented, uh, scent, you know, scented lotions. I rub Epsom salt <laughs> on my wounds, so <laughs> I eat Epsom salt just because I can. Anyway, all you right, got a man law. Yeah, a man does not cheat. Not in a game. Not in love. Not on friends. Not on enemies. A man knows that a suspension or a fine cannot rebuild a character. You know, that's interesting. I was coaching football a couple years back, and the head coach 
uh, said to the kids, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> and I thought, well, that really works well in a marriage. <laughs> you know, I'm just going, Gosh. how can you ever say that? I'm like, Perfect. what is that about? And Give so, that guy a raise. Yeah, well, he left for moral issues. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway um, hey, uh, it's uh, great to be here with you today, man. Let's just get right into the meat of the podcast. Let's do it. We are uh, three into a series of four on building margins into your life. And by margins, guys, here's what I mean. I mean that you set aside a period of time to build into your life as a man. And so I've identified just four areas based on uh, Luke 2.52, which is a very short version, a little, very short verse of the Bible that says simply this, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. And that really is the last verse before he is an adult. So we see him as a child in the temple, then all of a sudden he's an adult. So we've already talked about building physical margins and building intellectual margins, which dealt with wisdom stuff. Today I want to talk to you about social margins. And guys, I really want you to listen up here because this is a huge growth area for men. And so guys, I'm going to ask you this question to start off. And Dale, I want to ask you this question. I want you to give me some. I want you to come up with some names. Who are the top five people, men, that you have? That your top five people, as far as your relational time, who do you spend the most time with on this planet Earth? Who are your top five, Dale? Who do you have? Can you uh, give me five? Gary Davis. Okay, he's a Marine. Okay. Had him on the podcast. Great yep, guy. He is, and uh, and then also Gil Obergon, another great guy, Marine. Who won't come on the podcast because she's a big scaredy baby cat. <laughs> um, and then I have I have a young man, Bryant Ashton, that Great is guy. Uh, was one of my um, he is uh, one of my little padawans, and so and my wife, and uh, and then also let me think here. Uh, man, I know a guy. I, start his first name starts with J, ends with an M. Oh, hold on a second here. Very um, handsome guy. Well, yeah, that was a, like a given. You, so Jimmy Ramos. There you go. And there so go. we, I Don't mean, leave me hanging. You, even oh, I may not be the guy. Maybe your pastor. I may well, be six. Well, he's never taken me on hikes. Okay. So yeah. and and uh, so there's those those questions that you asked me that nobody else asked me. So what do those five relationships say about you? I got some pretty amazing people around me. <laughs> I was thinking I got, you have a lot of problems. But. <laughs> I, no, I, I uh, have guys around me that'll call me out and call me up, and yeah, so that is it's good. I I need it, and I don't need a bunch of yes men around me. I don't yeah. want people to tell me, "Yeah, you're doing great. Just keep doing that thing." So I need people to kind of call me out. So I have found that to have friends that are yes friends, they actually damage you. Absolutely. Because they don't have the guts to call you out. Mm -hmm. And those really aren't, I would not even call those guys friends. Mm -hmm. They're almost, they almost, they function as an enemy. Yeah. And so, yeah. Well, you there's know. a balance too between someone who's going to call you out. Somebody just has a critical spirit about them. So you got to, you got to be able to sense that too. I would say they love you enough to call you out. Right. They love you that much because it's really easy just to let it ride. And I see people out there, and I, and I go, well, you know, I some people are not con, con, confrontable because you don't have the relational equity, uh, you don't interact enough, they are not teachable. Uh, you've got to really, really be careful with who you uh, call out. I had a friend of mine tell me yesterday. He made a comment. He said some people just have an offendable heart. Yeah, oh, that's good. And I was like, man, that is a good way of putting that. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't invest on people that don't want investment. You know, I mean, I just won't do it. It's not worth my time. It's difficult to confront. You have to mentally prepare yourself. And if the person has an obstinate spirit, they can they can just I just let them let them run. I mean, it sounds yeah, cruel, but you have to. I want to help people, and my propensity is to say yes, but. A lot of people don't want that, won't receive that. So I got to be careful. So, uh, yeah, I, you are the product. You are the. That's not the. That's not. That's not true. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And so we need to ask ourselves that question: Who am I spending time with? Who you know the guys I have hobbies with, my family, my friends. Who are these people? And and, and what what does my relationship with them say about me? You know, there's a principle in action called the association principle. Right. Birds with feather flock together. Like begets like. Water seeks its own level. You are becoming like the people that you spend the most time with. So I have decided to choose my relationships very, very wisely. And so when we talk about building social margins, which is our topic for today, we want to address this issue of who are you building these margins around? What, you know, if you're a married man, are you, do you have margins for your wife? Are you dating her? Are you spending quality, significant time with her, with your buddies? You know, what does that relationship revolve around? Is it a relationship that revolves around a sport or a hobby? Is it a relationship that revolves around work or uh, or play or uh, church? What is that? And so we need to really ask ourselves these questions. And here's what I've learned, Dale. Tell me what you think about this. I have a lot of. I'm blessed to have a lot of relationships. But really, my relationships kind of look like Jesus and his disciples. He had 12, his, his 12 guys. He had 12 guys that he really poured himself into. And, of, and, and there were some significant relationships among the 12 that he had in his life. But in those 12, he had three guys. Three guys, he gave them, they're the only three disciples that had nicknames. The Sons of Thunder, James and John, and then The Rock, Peter. Of those three guys, he really poured into those guys. He took them to places and and let them see things that none of the others got to partake of. But even among those 12, and even among, inside of the three was one, Peter. Peter seems to be his number one guy. And when I look at my life, my number one guy, do you know who my number one guy is? Hmm. Right now, I don't know. It's a girl. It's your wife. It's my wife. Hey. My number one so, guy is a yeah, girl. That's why you threw me uh, off. Yeah, I know. I was messing with this. You I mean, she's person. my number one, man. I mean, she has got to be the person who I am around and investing in the most. So I have an obligation to her to raise her to a whole other level, right? Because I'm the product of the top five people I spend the most time with. So it's really important that my wife is a magnum high quality woman, which she is. It's taken 25 years of us uh, uh and the tension and the friction in the relationship and the building and growth to get to a point and where we're both, uh, we've raised that level in our lives. I'm so thankful for her as the most important person in my life. And the key is that if your wife, she needs to know that she's the most important person, say it. And then I've got a couple, two other buddies, uh, Dale, you're one of them, and Pat George. And I would, I, I mean, if I was making my best friends list, I don't know if you would fall under the best friends list. But you guys are the two guys I spend the most time with and tell the most to. Right. So is that a best friend? By definition, probably. But as far as the outpouring of my life and the investment in yours into mine, I would say that's important. So as as your friend, 
It's important that I raise you up and that you raise me up. It's important that we are pushing each other to become the best version and to never let go of that. And so, and then I've got these other guys that I hunt with or I fish with or I spend time with, you know, my dad, my, you know, people that I interact with, but maybe not as much as those three. Very important. Now, Dale, I want you to speak to this to me. I also think that these relationships revolve around, for men especially, revolve around the roles these guys fill in our life. Uh, based on the things that we do. Do you have guys in your life that they fulfill a relational role, a social role, based on their status as a couple or as a, I mean, you know, a husband-wife couple or as a guy who enjoys the same hobby or work? Do you find that these guys fill different roles or for you is it more flatlined across as far as your relationships? Wow. I never thought does of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. Because, I mean, you might have your workout buddy that's going to help you physically and you're going to spend time with them. Or, um, you know, it's depending on your hobbies, um, vacationing, probably, uh, Gil and his family, we've been doing, uh, Memorial day weekend or mm-hmm. Labor day weekend, whatever mm-hmm. it is, the end of summer. <laughs> yeah. We've been doing that for probably 10 years and we do life together like that. And, uh, when I, if I need something, I can call the guy up and he's there. Um, Gary, he is kind of almost like a father figure to my family. Mm-hmm. and uh, him and his wife, and they've been there through a lot of stuff. And, and, and if I have a conflict with my other best friend, Heather, I can go to Gary, and he could. Uh, he always throws it back in my face yeah. and shows me where I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so, good. That's good. Yeah. You know, it's funny for me. I found that my, a lot of my relationships of those 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 guys, really it revolves around something that we do together. It's mm-hmm. a common ground. Maybe right. our wives are friends or we enjoy uh, a similar hobby. Uh, and, but they are nonetheless, they are a part of my life. Now, what I would recommend to guys that are listening, if a guy is listening, I would say your top three friends need, need to align with you spiritually. So whatever you believe, they need to believe the same and they need to practice that belief and live it out. Yeah. So if you're saying you're a follower of a Jesus guy, then those guys need to be that for you because it's tough. It's tough to be committed in a spiritual, in a spiritual journey in a carnal world. And we need guys that are aligned with us in that area. And right. so anyway, guys, hope that helps you. Uh, next week's going to be super exciting. We're going to talk about your spiritual margins. And so we want to encourage you guys. Our mission statement is to transform lives through teams of men. The Man Card Podcast is all about uh, transforming the lives of men and those they love. So if you really want to see lasting impact, get involved in a great hunt for God team. Start one in your area. You can go to our great hunt for God app. It is free. And you can look at our resources that we offer to you. Start a team in your area. We are a donor supported uh, nonprofit ministry. So please uh, consider if this, these podcasts are helping you giving a a gift, a one-time gift or becoming a monthly financial champion. You can also do that on the great hunt for God free app. And so, guys, we just want to thank you for listening to this episode of the man card podcast, equipping men in 10 Dale, here's what I got to say to these guys. You ready? I'm ready. Get in the arena. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. Until next time. This is Dale Culver, and you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. Has your man card been challenged today? If you hunger to be the best version of a man, then purchase your own copy of the Field Guide, our bathroom book for men. Jim wrote this book for men who don't read books. It's a daily study of manly words explained with great stories. You will find enough entries to read one a day for an entire year. That's right, 365 daily readings on what a man is and does. 
Get your copy for you and your friends on our website at thegreathuntforgod.com. You will also find our five-book man card series. Grab several copies, recruit some friends, and champion the cause for men today. We are a donor-supported, non-profit organization with the mission to transform the lives of men and those they love. If today's podcast has inspired you, consider being a financial champion by going to The Great Hunt for God and click the Give link in the menu drop-down. Also, download The Great Hunt for God app today. It is available in all the app stores for all devices. It has videos, podcasts, our store, and many other links to the world of The Great Hunt for God. Thank you for listening, and good hunting. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.